Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. Uh, my name is Dan, and with me, as always, is my good friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I'm great. It's not always that I'm ready with a prop like that, but um, after... oh, you. And all that time I forced you to wait as well while I <laughs> you. While, you, while you made really mean jokes um, before we I didn't recording. make jokes at all. <laughs> you did, and it called me the most horrid names. It was really, it was very, very demoralising. I had to hit record just to save my self-esteem. <laughs> it was a disaster zone. But anyway, that's quite all right because there's been a lot going on in the last week. And the main reason I cracked a beer, actually, as um, as we started, was because um, I made that a little bit of a feature of our our excellent, exceptionally brilliant, and very very professional uh, commentary of uh, Vagorda on the weekend. I think I think we started really well by having a fight before we started commentating. Oh, I think that every no one can tell. Oh. <laughs> Talk about pull back the curtain and show the wizard is nothing but a little sad old man. Jeez. With a beer. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You've got to deal with it. You deal with sadness in your way, I'll deal with it in my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello, dear listener. We've Oh, my God, we've got had so much racing. And I know, I feel like I say this all the time, and I feel like I'm surprised when we have these weeks when there's track, mountain bike, road, four cross, stage racing, World Cup. <laughs> But it must happen every year, and I must just be continually surprised by it. No, but I think that's the thing, because particularly because, I mean, obviously, you know, especially in the week with a double World Cup, like, obviously, that's the thing yeah. that's going to draw your attention, you're going you're gonna to focus on. And it's only when you sort of start to gather stuff, um, and, and I had the same reaction when you sent me the email, was like, yeah, forecross and mountain bike, and I was just like, fuck me, there's been so much racing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the weird thing, the weirdest thing about it for me is that it's like it's stuff that I like, like, I mean, I find it really hard to follow the USA Pro Challenge, like, like, for example, and the USA races have been kind of springing up on me out of nowhere in a way that's slightly disturbing. Well, and it is it is kind of weird. There are some races like, you know, like the USA Pro um, that, yeah, it's just it's just a little bit. I, I don't know. I. I think it's just going to take a little while for that race to get the hang of it, for want of a better term. I know Tour Tracker were were providing live coverage on um, a different section or something, uh, you know, like ticker updates and, and stuff. Um, but the, you know, like for example, the official USA Pro Challenge website is is not. Uh, it, I mean, it's I've certainly seen worse websites. <laughs> Um, and I've certainly, I've certainly seen, I've certainly seen websites that exist less. Chong Ming, um, yeah. So you know, I'm not, I'm not having a dig, or I don't think I'm unfairly having a dig anyway. But you know, it's not like there's a full race report either, and and so yeah. it is a little bit tricky. But then at the same time, there are races that have fantastic stuff, and we'll get to this a little bit later on. But like in the National Road Series here in Australia this week, we had the Tour of King Valley, um, which is a great race, and had awesome video but you know i haven't actually had time to watch all of the video this week so <laughs> you know I, I and 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 you know so you can't complain on the one hand it's hard to complain that there's not a write-up when there is actually video 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and those videos are great. I watched some of the Tour of the King Valley videos. And I mean, so I, I know I bang on. I feel like, oh, broken record. I should just press the button here and have this little bit of spiel. But those Cycling Australian race videos are so, so good. They let the riders tell the story. Yeah. They let the, you know, they, they kind of intersperse rider over, rider over. And I've still never seen anything like it. And I just love to see more race video like that, really, because it's yeah. just, it just, it just, it's inspiring. And I love, I love hearing, and especially, I don't know if it's also because they're Australian as well. So they have that kind of, you know, slightly sarcastic, um, not taking themselves <laughs> too serious edge about them. But yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. And, and I love it. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a lot going on. Um, but I guess we'll start with the, the, you know, big, big fish. Um, you know, there were two world cups on the weekend. Yeah. Three world. Well, no, well, technically four, because we had the open to sweat Vagorda, the Crescent Vagorda team time trial world cup. And then we had the road race world cup. And then over in mountain bike, we had the last mountain bike of the season, uh, Val de Soleil and yeah, um, cross country and downhill and so much action. I mean, should we start with Vagorda because we love Vagorda? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, uh, it's so, I, I don't know, Scandinavia is really annoying because it's just so fucking perfect. It's just, <laughs> it, like, honestly, it's disgraceful. Like, no one no one part of the world should be allowed to be that pretty, that well socially adjusted, and, you know, host really cool fucking bike races all at the same time. <laughs> like, it's just, like, for fuck's sake, stop overachieving. Jeez. You see, I'm the other way around. I kind of feel like that should should be the only place that they should they should be they should have to show more more. God damn it, more. <laughs> well, it, more. either way, either way. I mean, we we got the the double whammy of the team time trial on Friday and then the road race on the Sunday. Um, and well, do you want to tell us about the team time trial? Yeah, I mean, I was going into the team time trial thinking, I mean, I do enjoy team time trials, but I didn't stay at home and watch it like unfold on Twitter. Because I'm like, yeah, it's a team time trial. We know what's going to happen, don't we? Uh, Velocio Stram are going to absolutely knock this one out of the water. They're going to dominate and they're going to win by about by about two minutes because for the last um, four years that's what's happened Um, basically the race started in 2008 for the first three years it was Cervelo Test Team that won then um, Jonathan Waters in his infinite wisdom took over Garmin Cervelo and did he works his magic on it and yeah and yeah Um, and and the less said about that the the less Sarah is reduced to a frothing rage (laughs) so basically um, 2011 because HTC um, HTC um, Columbia had been second in the TTT for the previous three years and then when Garmin Cervelo decimated the team from 2010 HTC High Road 2012 Specialized Lululemon through to 14 like yeah that's basically the same team this is going to be Velocio Stram and especially because Velocio Stram is no more next year well mm. sort of like, yeah well I, so, I, sort I, of I'm no more in I think there's been a coup. That's my that, that's where I'm going to stick with right, right now. Um, all right. Okay, Fair enough. but well, yeah, yeah, you can call it a coup. I think I'm going to call it a, 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 a yeah. Oh, geez, is there a term? I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd call it a coup because I don't think there's enough of what was there before 
I don't know. I think yeah. I think when you've got exactly the same staff and pretty much, I am guessing, the same riders. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we're kind of thinking that Velocio Stram might go out on a bang. And, of course, Velocio Stram, Specialized Lululemon, have won all the iterations of the current yeah. World Time Trial Championships. And Team Time Trials, there's only there aren't that many for women. I think this is possibly, this is the only standalone one. There's not, you know, there's not that much opportunity to see them. So it's always exciting to see a Vigorla because it's a chance to see how it's going to play out for Worlds. Yeah. And, surprise, Velocio Stram didn't win. It was quite a surprise, to be honest. It, it really now, was. What, now, and when I saw the splits, because last year, I mean, remember last year was in that hideous, hideous, hideous weather. Mm. And Velocio Stram were ahead at the second, but they basically pulled it out over the last segments yeah, of the court. Yeah, the last third, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, and they just did an amazing job. This year, it's Rabo Liv won. Mm. Um, Anna van der Breggen, Shari Gillow, Talita de Jong, and Lucinda Brand, and Monique Teneglo, who didn't, you know, finish. Um, but you know, it, you you count it on your first four riders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I've forgotten someone else. That's terrible of me. Lucy, uh, yeah. Anyway, so they're uh, they so they were. I mean, really, really well done. And of course, they had. It was great for Rabo Liv because. Last year in the um, World Championships, they had that horrible, horrible crash that meant that Annemiek van Vleuten and Anna van der Breggen were both take, both couldn't race in the World Champs in the road in the road race. Right. Yep. Yep. They had that awful, awful, awful crash. So mm. for them to kind of be able to, you know, come back and vind- not vindicate themselves, but you know, bury their demons, bury their demons big time. Um, so first place, Rabo Liv. 26 seconds later, Velocio Stram. 29 seconds later, Bowles Dolmans. Mm. And this is Bowles Dolmans without Ellen Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, that one was a bit of an eyebrow raiser, just as a, you know, not not in a negative way, but just, you know, oh, wow. You know, like that was that yeah. was a bit of a result, really. Well, Bowles and Rabo, of course, big Dutch rivals, although, mm. like we said in the commentary, Kusmer and Hout, the the Bravo DS and Danny Stam, the Bowles DS, are kind of best race friends. You know, you kind of see them be race buddies at races and hang out, you know, hang out together and their staff hang out together and they're very yeah, friendly. Yeah. But the teams are kind of deathly rivals. Um, <laughs> which is yeah, which is I, how all the best rivalries should be, you know. Like, yeah. like there should be – one of the things I like about that is that it means that there's real respect there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, then yeah. fourth, four, Bigler, but they didn't have – Bigler didn't have Ira Slappendell, who was part of that Cervelo-dominating yeah. team, and Sharon Laws, who's got a great TT on her. So that was interesting. Fifth Wiggle Honda. Um, so that's like so. All those top four, um, Bigler were forty-nine seconds behind. So basically, Velocio, Bowles, and Bigler. There's not that much to, between them. Wiggle in fifth, one minute thirty-one back, and then sixth, Liv Planter, two ten. The one I'm really surprised by is Ora Kis, who were eighth, two fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's fascinating. Now, they didn't have Emma Johansson because she was she sacrificed herself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, sacrificed, which I think means something different in Swedish than it does in English. Her yeah, opportunity to, to ride the TTT in order to save her legs for the road race. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. So yeah, so, so massive big shakeups. I mean, like I say, Ellen Van, no Ellen Van Dyke, so Bowles. So what this means is that in the world's and in the world's TTT for the first year, it's going to go in with a real sense of unpredictability. Now, I would not put it past Velocio Stram to kind of pull it back and win yeah. by you know it or something. 
But the other thing is, we're also going to have the American teams. Um, Tipco finished like thirteenth, four minutes fifteen down. Yeah. But I reckon, I reckon Optum. Um, yeah, Optum you look at Care. Optum or UHC out of the US. I reckon and... they've been practicing on yeah. the world's course. Oh, because they and twenty sixteen as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With Kristen Armstrong, I mean, she's yeah. Would... Although I think Kristen might sacrifice herself to race the ITC. <laughs> Oh, I'm just guessing. Road race? No, 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 no. Only the ITT. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think Kristen Armstrong is only about one thing, and that's the ITT. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although we will come on up to something that disagrees with me later on. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, so yes. Yeah, so yeah, that was. I the mean, that ITT. was. Yeah, that was the that was the TTT, which you know, and like you say, those splits. Like I think one of the things that really stood out or, or surprised me was, you know, that that Rubbo um, did get. I mean, I know twenty six seconds isn't huge, but twenty six seconds kind of is huge, if you know what I mean. Like it, it, in terms of what I was expecting, if you'd said that Rubbo won, I wouldn't have necessarily disbelieved you, but I would have thought it would be closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fascinating stuff. And um, you can watch videos. We've got videos on our blog um, at prowomenscycling.com where you can kind of see the highlights and stuff like that. And, and lots of videos. I've actually put up a video post yesterday, which took me about three and a half, four hours to make because there was so much stuff. But also because it's not... But it's also because it's not particularly easy to find some of the things yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, true. True. Very true. Anyway, so Sunday rolls around and it's the road race. Sunday rolls around and uh, it's a road race and in untypical Swedish fashion, it's another fucking gorgeous day. I know. Um, I mean, and, I, maybe I mean, that's what we're wrong with for Velocio Strand. Maybe they've been just like assuming it's going maybe. to be the usual torrential rainstorm and they can only TTT when they're breathing in well, rain. Maybe maybe they had their um, wet weather tyres on and they actually slowed them down in dry conditions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, they looked at this beautiful sunshine and went, yeah, that'll cloud burst by the first checkpoint. Well, yeah. I am mindful of um, of the video from the Tour of Norway last week in Halden where the reporter was like, yeah, it's not usually this nice. <laughs> no, it's... When Shelley Olsen just, interviewed. Yeah, yeah. Just literally go back to every other race and draw <laughs> the video and you can just see, like, grey sky and rain. So... It was an absolutely gorgeous day, but the one of the big things, I guess, that, that stood out this year is the change to the course with the that sort of big opening loop before getting into the circuits. Yeah, for the last couple of years, it's basically been um, uh, 12 laps of an 11-kilometre circuit. And the circuit is also included in the TTT course. Yep. Yeah. So it's And it's got a hill, a hurungabaka, at, um, <laughs> at for the four-kilometre point. And it's got a little bit of technicality as you kind of get out of the gorda. Um, and lots of flat, open sections where the wind and the rain can hit you yep. if there was wind and rain. So, um, yeah, but this year they put in that large opening loop, um, which had a bit of a hill and it had a gravel section in it. Yeah. But really, I had predicted, well, I didn't predict while we were commentating because I changed my mind so often. But yeah, <laughs> unlike I, I, you, very unlike you. <laughs> but I had said at the beginning that I thought it would help the sprinters because the thing about that hill. Now, there's two things that I thought were interesting about the course. One was the new course. Yep. The other was no Mariana Voss. Yeah, well, you know, and I think we saw that on on Sunday night when we were commentating. Although we possibly didn't talk about it too much, is just how much the dynamics of the race were changed by that. Um, in particular, well, those two things, particularly in terms of the amount of attacking that went on earlier in the race. Yeah. 
But also um, the kind of, but also the, the, the I mean, because Mariana, I was thinking about last year's Sparkass and Giro, where the course isn't the most inspiring course, but you had like mm. Mariana just, Mariana just going, ah, you know, attack it. Um, and the same with the Gorda. I was thinking specifically about 2013, when it ended up in a group of about, about 12 riders, and one of them was Georgia Bronzini. And every yep. time it got to the hill, you had riders like Voss and Amy Peters deliberately go really, really yeah, hard yeah. on that hill. Because they wanted to burn just, off Bronzini. Just sap Bronzini's legs, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I was... The, racing without Voss is a really interesting dynamic because, yeah. you know, she does, well, she, does, she, does prefer to, she does prefer to die trying, doesn't well, she? Well, that, but also it's not, just, it's not just what Voss herself does. It's that teams, you know, preemptively strike at her as well or, yeah. or change their tactics, you know. So, so you're going to see... You know, if she'd been there, I think we would have seen more more teams trying to, you know, get some sort of break working with riders up the road and 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 stuff to to just have, uh, I guess, a preemptive shot at stopping her doing that um, or or whatever else. And instead, what we saw was, you know, pretty much. I mean, it's not like it was it was. Um, you know, horrendously boring or anything, but like the particularly, particularly the first um, opening loop section was, um, according to the race schedule, on the on the lower end of the estimated time. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's not like it was frenetic racing to start with. Uh, it did heat up pretty quickly, but yeah, yeah. and and I think and also they're... leading into that gravel section, which you know uh, we didn't actually get to see, but but reportedly caused some pretty pretty serious accidents. So. Yeah, and so in the first in the first loop, it was Elena Bellato from Ali Cipollini who went out mm. early, and she was basically allowed to race out by herself. I think she was out for about an hour or something, and yeah, she was. was and and they came, they came very very close to her on the gravel section, mm. Mm. and then they let her gap go back out again. Yeah, well, you remember she turned left. I think I'm pretty sure it was a left hand turn onto that gravel section, and they were within, like I swear, it was like within fifty meters of her. And, mm. and then all of a sudden the peloton just slowed right down and let her get back out to, you know, a, a reasonable distance again. Not huge, but obviously they weren't, you know, the big teams were not satisfied with reeling her in just that soon. No. And there's something there's something very interesting that we should have talked about in the while we were commentating but didn't, and that's who chases who. Mm. Because um, so if you've got team plan, you often have riders assigned to write if, if you – if X rider goes, you chase her. If Y rider goes, you chase her. And I remember, you know, it's like it's it's like there's there was that there was a Giro Rossa a couple of years ago where Iris Slappendell attacked, and immediately Mariana Voss was like out the side of the out the side of the bunch, having yeah. a look, and you, know, and you know, and all of Rabo, you know what I mean? Like when you have the, a rider who all of Rabo gets on the front to chase down, or all of Vols gets on the front to chase down, you know that's that's kind of a bit of a um, bit of a bit of a well, it's a signal, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, a, it's a yeah. compliment. Yeah, and yeah. so once Bellato was caught and they came onto the laps, for example, every time Trixie Warwick went, Megan Guarnier was, and Trixie Warwick went a lot. Yeah, uh, Megan yeah. Guarnier was bang. I'm I'm chasing you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah. like, and you know that that's a really really huge compliment because you know Megan was there. Megan's there as the kind of, you know, yeah. someone who could get away and win herself, but basically also super domestiquing for uh, Lizzie Armitstead. Yeah, yeah, totally. So 
so the racer who was leading the World Cup. So you had tons and tons of these really interesting attacks and Trixie just kept going. And Lucinda Brand was going and uh, Kasia Nuadoma was going. And yeah. it was it was very, very yeah. interesting. And even, even um, I mean, those those were riders going repeatedly, but then um, you saw teams like Orica um, were basically using rolling riders, you know, for similar sort of yeah. thing. So, you know, there were there were lots of lots of different attacks. And like you say, it was interesting to see who was going with whom. Although I think my personal favourite was the couple of times, I, I think we saw two um, almost breaks form or small groups form mm. that held Lizzie Armitstead and Tiff Cromwell was there. And it's not that I think Tiff was covering Lizzie, it's just they're BFFs. So, you know... <laughs> So yes, so tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of attacking, and but nothing. But it was very interesting because we were waiting for the break. Because normally, for the last, you know, the Gorda has been won in every single way. It's been won in bunch sprints. It's been won solo. It's most likely to be won from a very small group, or you know, with lots of twos yeah. or threes riders. And we were waiting for those attacks to form that. Like if you think about last year, and it never really happened. And no. it was, I mean. It, and it actually came, so there's, but there was lots and lots of trying. And like I said, and it was also interesting looking as, as the laps ticked down. So you had Orica were very active. Mm. Um, Velocia Strand were very active. Bowles Dolmans were very active on chasing everything yeah, down. Yeah, absolutely. And then suddenly at two laps to go, you start seeing other teams like, oh, and Vera Kuaduda and Bigler. Bigler <laughs> did lots of attacks too. Yeah. Um, Ali Cipollini kept trying, but, you know, but as the race kind of ticked down, suddenly you saw in like two laps ago, Rabo trying things more. You know, yeah, I mean, Lucinda yeah. Brown's been trying things earlier, but it was just like interesting the way that the race changed. And then in the last lap, um, as they went into the last lap, um, 10 points to young Swedish rider Hannah Nilsson. Yeah. Because she, um, she definitely, like, in a suicide attempt that was like, yeah, that's never going to work. <laughs> no, However, but, but it might. Full, yeah, exactly. Full respect because, it, you know, it's, it's exactly like, like 99 times out of 100 that won't work. But today could be that one time out of 100. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. she went in. So she went. She kind of went. She kind of was. And, and imagine you're a Swedish rider and you mm. cross through the finish line with that really happy crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can hear your name being called by the announcer over the loudspeaker and everyone's cheering crazily for you. That must be a beautiful moment. And probably your family and friends are all there waiting for you to, you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, must be exactly. a it would be an lush moment. Highlight. Yeah, for sure. So they kind of come into the last lap, and and again, like Wiggle Honda, I hadn't really seen much of Wiggle, and there's Elisa Longo Borghini attacking, you know, on the final climb and stuff. But it still doesn't split down. It's still this large group, and in that large group, all these big sprinters like Kirsten Vild, who's won here before, yeah, and um, and uh, although Kirsten, you know, although Kirsten did get a bit dropped, but you know, she's still in there in the but final lap, still, and yeah. Shelley Alt, yep, and you're like, oh, hang on a minute, yeah, exactly. this is interesting, yeah, yeah. This is this is not this is not the ideal situation for most of the riders in this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially because there weren't that many teams with sprinters, mm. except for Wiggle Honda, who had Georgia Bronzini and Yolene Dora. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was waiting for my Elisa Longo Borghini attack to oh. to go, but I guess I mean it's it's a weird it's just a weird 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 race, isn't it? Yeah, because, like, it is. Like honestly, years... I would have thought like I was half braced for like uh, I would have thought about a lap and a half out that Elisa would go like somewhere around just before that twenty k mark. 
yeah. um, that, that she would I, go. And I guess no. it's not hard. I mean, I, mean I, I say that the course isn't hard enough, but then in previous years, we've seen them hit that climb and completely devastate. Mm. You know, like every time they go over the climb, lose yeah, yeah. 10, 20 riders until it's just – so it's kind of – so again, it's not it's – not, I mean, I guess maybe it just wasn't – again, maybe because it's normally raining and windy. So maybe it's well, also it, the conditions as well. But it could not... be the conditions, but it could also be, honestly. And I'm not trying to be a smartass here, which I know is rare for me. Um, but but the difference between those extra four times or five times that they yeah, went yeah, over, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. without the, this... the opening loop. So, yeah. But isn't this why cycling is so interesting? Yeah, totally. Because it's, totally. Because it's like there's so many different things. Like, is it the Voss effect? Is it the weather? Yeah. Is it the course change? Is it just that they're just riding it differently today? And it was still a really exciting race. I don't want people to think that I'm not like loving mm. it. As I mean, it's just so they come in together in this big group of about thirty, and um, amazing sprinting by Yolene Dora. Um, to come round and win with Georgia Bronzini, yeah. her teammate in second, and Lisa Brenauer in third. I mean, and, and real moment of pride for me because Yolene was my early pick when we were commentating. <laughs> so mine was Amy Peters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel sixth. I feel pretty proud of that. So yeah. yeah, Amy Peters was up there in the sprint. She just came sixth. So yeah, so um, Yolene's second um, Road, Road World Cup, Cup yeah, with yeah. 2015, and also the fourth for Wiggle Honda, which is just. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's like you can't be dissatisfied with that, can you? Wow. No, no, no. I won yeah. two on the podium. That's the second time they did that because they yeah. also did that in Flanders. Yeah. I did have a laugh when, because at first it was called as Tiffany Cromwell rather than Lisa Brunel. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they were like, and then there was all like, yeah, Elisa Longo Borghini is the new leader of the World Cup. And then it's like, no, Yolene Dora is the new leader of the World Cup. <laughs> and so it was correction day on Twitter. It was. Um, it was. But Which was funny, like yeah. it was funny, but it was. I mean, it's also everyone's excited, isn't it? So, and yeah, it does exactly. mean it does mean that um, Plouet is quite interesting now in terms of the overall World Cup scoring. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Anna van der Breggen's still up. Anna van der Breggen's still up there, and yep. oh yeah, it's Anna van der Breggen they thought had won. Yeah. So first, Yolene, second, Georgia Bronzini, third, Lisa Brunel, fourth, Lucinda Brown, fifth, Anna van der Breggen. A big loser was Carmen Small as she came into the corner just just overshot yeah. the corner yeah. and crashed. And Lizzie Armistead was just behind her. And while Lizzie didn't crash, she had to, she had to really divert and, yeah. Yeah, divert. So Lizzie finished, um, 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 Lizzie finished uh, 19th. And that's why that's possibly one of the reasons she lost her jersey. However, Plouet is a very Lizzie-friendly race. Yeah, um, yeah it's exactly. It's a hard, hard race. It's a beautiful race. I am so in love with Plouet. And it's going to be streamed live, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's on the 29th of August. It'll be streamed live. Um, it's... Oh God, I looked down at that list of Palmares. Um, 2009 and 2010, it was the GP de Pouli <laughs> with Marianne Voss second and Emma Johansson third. Yes. Uh, 2011, Annemiek van Vleuten won. Do you remember that race? That was the one where Mariana Voss was being the glorious super domestique and just killed herself for van Vleuten. Um, second, Evelyn Stevens. Third, Mariana Voss. Uh, 2012 and 13 were won by Voss mm. with Tiffany Cromwell second, Lisa Longo Borghini third and 12, and Emma Johansson second, and Anna van der Breggen third and 13. And last year, Mar- uh, Lucinda Brands, Mariana Voss, and Paulina Fran Prevost. Shit, Mariana Voss has been on the podium for the last <laughs> since 2009. That's amazing. I oh, God, yeah. it's not going to be it's not going to be Plouet without her. Oh but yes, it is. It's going to be Plouet it's, because it's going to be awesome. 
and attacking, really yeah. attacking, crazy. I mean, oh, like last year, Lucinda Brand had been, there was a big attacking group and Lucinda had done lots of attacking. She'd been dropped twice. And the second time she was dropped, she kind of clawed her way back. And as soon as she got to the group, just attacked and won solo. And it was glorious. It was her first World Cup win. And I was super excited for her. But we also had Emma Johansson with her quest to win another World Cup. You know, she won yep. last year. Binder was her first one she'd won since 2009. Pauline Franprevo, if she's racing, could she win one in the rainbow jersey on home soil? Uh, uh, Lizzie yeah, Arnest, she's not, not sure if she's motivated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. A lot of, lot of riders, um, you know, will definitely be, be eyeing it up with uh, a very committed eye. So, mm. with relish so dear listener watch Plouet next week it's the last World Cup of the season it's always a really really good one and unlike the average French race has really 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 good good media um, French stage race has really 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 good media <laughs> exactly exactly so enjoy enjoy yeah ah. so it wasn't the only World Cup we also had the mountain bike World Cup um, yeah. in Valdesta they had three things they had the four cross world championships and four cross is a mix of mountain bike and bmx it's a lunatic sport with tons of jumps and i'm slightly disappointed because i've literally found one tiny video from it but what no helmet cam no no head to head no god no exactly also also if four cross is a mix of mountain bike and bmx why is caro buchanan not not all over it like surely that's surely that's it's... Was it last year where she rode? I think it was either last year or the year before. She where she rode. Oh mountain... yeah, she did too. She rode mountain bike, four cross, and um, and BMX, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So she's all over yeah. it. But we are coming up to pre-Olympic season, my dear. Yeah, true, true. Uh, it's all about Rio. So, yeah, so um, Annika Burton won the four cross. Hurrah for Annika! And then it was the road downhill mountain bike world downhill. I mean, downhill's extraordinary. It's the last one, Val de Soleil in Italy. Ah, so gorgeous. Um, One by Rachel Atherton, which basically has happened pretty much every time this year, except for when Emmeline Ragot beat her um, in Lourdes. Mm. And Emmeline Ragot, one of the things that was most touching. This is interesting. Oh, no, I think I heard about this one. Um, Didn't she she crash? Like, she got got banged up a bit, didn't she? She got very banged up. But they carried her onto the podium. She got very banged up in Mont Saint-Anne. And so she's broken, very broken, and she's retired and she announced that she's retired she said mm-hmm. i can't put my body through this anymore right, i just right. can't and and it's i mean she was threatening to retire at the end of last season but she wanted to do more i mean she's been an amazing junior downhill mountain cup world yeah. champ elite mountain cup world champ 60 world cup podiums two world time but she's like she had multiple breaks to her ankle and a smashed oh. radius oh. and she's saying um when I had the break, it was fine. But during the surgery, I was thinking, what am I doing to my body? I can't keep breaking myself for this. Mm. I felt really sorry for what I've done to it. It's not right. I decided to stop. It was a hard decision. I was thinking about it at the start of the year. But I wanted to have another full year and stop to the end. If it hadn't happened, I'd have done another year for sure. Yeah. I mean, she's so, so exciting. She's this tiny little French woman, just gorgeous. And um, Rachel Atherton was um, carried her onto the podium. Yeah, at, yeah. Um, to, to kind of to celebrate to celebrate her and Rachel so you know we've been racing each other for a very long time yeah um, yeah been rivals like, but friends and yeah 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 she said um we've had the, in the past we had some awesome battles some bitchy moments and now we've <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Uh, well, you know, that's not surprising. I, I mean, you know, competitive sport being what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Emily Rogo, she just finished her physiotherapy degree as well. And okay. she's, um, yeah. she's, she's, and, and I think there was a really good picture of her um, taping up Tracy Hanna, Australian rider Tracy Hanna, mm. when Tracy separated her shoulder in one of the races. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's sad when someone retires, but you know you can also imagine that after, at twenty nine, after so many hideous injuries, oh fuck this noise, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, Rachel nailed down the the twenty fifteen mountain bike champ- season series last last race, and this race she um she won. Wow, <laughs> Rachel is pretty much unstoppable, and she's a super super duper force of nature, and also an amazing ambassador for the sport. So mm. congratulations. Congrats, Rach, and um, happy retirement, Emmeline, and, and yeah. speedy recovery and on to the next stage of, of things. Yeah, and over in mountain, over in the over in the cross country, um, it was won by uh, it is great duel between um, Yolanda Neff and um, Annika Langvad. Annika Langvad is probably better known for her marathon side of things. Her marathon, okay. her Cape Epic. Epicness. Oh yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. But she's been really, really coming onto form. And basically, it's a quite a hilly course. And so on the descent, Yolanda Neff was much better. Mm-hmm. But on the climbs, Langvad was better. And okay. so she won solo ahead of Yolanda Neff. Um, no disappointment for Yolanda Neff, though, because Yolanda um, won the overall cross-country series. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, slightly disappointing for Yolanda Neff that she won't be able to compete in the elite mountain bike worlds uh, next weekend because... She's still under 23. Oh, God. Uh, speaking of rules that should change, jeez. For some reason, and it's the only one that does this, it's the only cycling discipline that does this, bec- under 23-year-olds in mountain bike, women, yeah. can't compete in the elite world champs. Mm, mm. Like, it's not even like, so, you know, if you're an under 23 man on the road, if you, you know, you can either be a, you can be a, uh, if you're in a pro team, you can ride the pro race, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing is, is that you have to either be under 23 all year or pro all year. You know, you can't like shop and change. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so poor year. I mean, so what I'm wondering is whether whether we'll see um, Pauline Fran Prevot at the mountain bike worlds, or whether we'll see her in the um, in the in in Plouay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Because Fran Prevot is a very very good mountain biker. Yeah. And Fran is 23 yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and this is the other stupid about this is because they do have an under 23 women's mountain bike world cup so you'd think that they'd say right if you're riding the under 23 mountain bike world cup you race the under 23 worlds and if you're riding the elite as yolanda neff has been the head and shoulders greatest racer in cross country and you know pauline fran provost has been her big last year it was ridiculous they'd like Like some like five races between them in the World Cup series mm, and couldn't mm. race world champs. I know, which it's just insane, just insane. But you know, it goes back to my previous point, dear UCI. Please all, you know, abdicate your thrones and put Sarah. No, no, no. Well, yes, obviously, I'd love to be in charge, but they have been doing some really, really good stuff recently. And like eh, I said, last eh, a good stuff. plan is not a good thing yet. So you know, no, I, I'm, I'm giving them props, man. I'm giving them props. Well, and they, I'm they also... need props. They need something to hold them up. No, no. I yeah, think no, no. I'm bringing back the cynicism this week. No, all, all cynicism. Uh, you know how cynicism, how to spell cynicism? Go on. UCI. <laughs> well, here's something that will stop you being cynical. There was stage racing in Australia. 
There was. It was the tour of the King Valley, which um, for the Samaranda. Are you drinking? I, I'm disappointed you're not drinking Samaranda wine tonight in honor of them. Yeah, well, you know, I can't because I can't drink wine on a weeknight, and there's a really good reason why. Which is, yeah. once you open the bottle, you have to finish the bottle. Those are the rules. And I just, you know, I can't drink that much and be expected to go to work in the morning. So, well, not in time or necessarily the right office. So, yeah. Um, anyway, the, the Samaranda Tour of the King Valley um, is... Will you at least buy a bottle of Samaranda for the weekend? Um, probably not. So I'm not going to promise that, no. Um, Can I buy you a bottle of Sam Miranda? I don't trust Australia Post to deliver it in a good fashion. Damn it. Do you, do you not have like bottle shops that do delivery? Do you not have supermarkets that do home delivery? Ha! You can't buy booze in a supermarket in Australia. It's against the law. I don't understand. I don't understand either, but thank you for bringing up a sore point. Yes. Um, okay, I'm, I will go on there. I'm going on their own website right now. Buy online, Sam Miranda, order online. Well, see, there you go, but you probably have to buy a case. Anyway, the point being... I can't believe you're complaining that I'm going to buy you a case of wine. I what? You never said you'd buy me a case. Jeez. And also, I can't believe that I have tried for at least three minutes now to talk about a bike race, and you kept interrupting me to talk about wine. <laughs> talk about reverse. <laughs> Is this opposite? <laughs> They've got a wine called Mother's Little Helper. Jeez. Wow. Anyway, so the Tour of the King Valley is stage race held in Victoria. Um, it's four stages held over several days. Um, the first stage... With a men's race as well. With a what? Oh, men's with, race as well. Like anyone gives a shit about that. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, no one cares about air quote men's racing. Jeez. <laughs> Talk about growth sports here. So the women uh, raced the first stage on Friday, uh, which was sponsored also by Del Zotto Winery, who make an excellent Prosecco. Um, it's a nine-kilometer time trial or prologue, I guess, but they, you know, Australia being aware of Sarah's issues with prologues and then stage one, stage two, and counting, um, <laughs> and just called it stage one to simplify it for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a nine-kilometer uh, time trial, which was won by Anna-Lisa Hull uh, in 13 minutes, 15 seconds. Coming in second was Kate Perry. And interestingly enough, in third was Bridie O'Donnell at 0.4 of a second behind her. So <laughs> That must be gutting. Yeah. Anna-Lisa Hull is only 18, pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, she yeah. might be 19. She's, she kind of appeared last year in break, you know, massively breakthrough riding. So, you know, watch out for her, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I should add, last year this race was won by Rebecca Wyzak, um, who won her. Oh, now I need your help here because it was the Track World Championship um, that she won. I want to say individual time trial. I I'm think, guessing. I think that's the one. Um, and I think she was also. Was she also part of the Team Pursuit squad? Yes, that's why she, she was. No, she was part of the Team Pursuit squad, but she didn't get to ride the final for the team, and so then she won the. It was the individual I, pursuit. It was the IP the next day? Yeah. I can't believe I got that right off the top of my head. Well I'm the done. Best. Well done. That's why you're the track cycling expert on the. She's thirty-one. She's relatively new, but she's into cycling. But she's thirty-one. She's also a, anyway. She's also a great person. So you know, uh, but then again, she's in women's cycling, so that basically goes without saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. So stage two was a thirty-nine kilometer um, circuit later later that afternoon in the town of Wangaratta. 
Wangaratta. Um, which for for foreigners trying to pronounce um, Australian town names, um, you pronounce Wangaratta like it's a person's name. Imagine their first name is Wayne and their last name is Garatta. Wayne Garatta. Wayne Garatta. Wayne Garatta. Wayne Garatta. Wayne Garatta. There you go. Now you can speak Aussie. Congrats. Um, <laughs> this was won by Georgia Baker with Raquel Sheath in second and Kendall Hodges in third. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically everyone on the, the same... Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Same time in the in the, the lead group. Mm-hmm. Moving on to so that was also that was the Friday afternoon. I think I said that, but just to be clear, Friday afternoon on Saturday. Then we have the um, Oxley Murray Moihu Oxley Loop. So one hundred and six, one hundred and eleven point six kilometer total loop. Um, yeah. But what was the best thing about this? But race? this is this the is the bit the that this is the stage that Sarah adores, and this is the video. If you're only going to watch one stage video, this is the video to watch because this is the Strata Nero Road Race, yep. uh, which exactly exactly <sighs> as it sounds means that lots and lots of lung filling dust and dirt roads and epicness um, goes on. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was one. Yeah, basically, it's the that. It's it's their sort of Aussie, it was their sort of Aussie nod to Stradbroke, I guess in a in a way. Yes. You know, it's yes, but, I think but, the name. Yeah, exactly. But it's it, it's it's you know, not I wouldn't I, I don't want to say outback Australia, but it's rural Australia. You know, country dirt roads, but some beautiful mm-hmm. lush farmland and and stuff, um, because it's it's in that part of. Um, I guess our Victorian fertile crescent, for want of a better term, you know, like a decent rainfall and stuff. So it's it's very lush and beautiful, but yeah, very very kind of striking racing. Um, Aaron Keneally won. Um, Georgia Baker came in second. Emily Roper third, um, and that set up the scene for the final stage, which was on Sunday. Uh, so stage four, which. Again, was a loop from Oxley, but this time passed through Tamanick and then Mount Bruno and back to Oxley. Um, and it was a slightly shorter stage, 80, well, just under 86K. Um, I don't know a lot about what happened on this stage. So um, I do understand. I think there was a bit of rain, but I, I'm not sure how much of an impact it had. Um, and anyway, this stage was won by Lucy Bechtel. Um, Annalisa Hull, who will remember, won the prologue, came in second, and Georgia Baker uh, came in third. Um, so what that did to the overall, Erin Keneally, who had been leading after her stage win the day before, um, lost the overall to Georgia, um, and Annalisa Hull actually came in third on the GC overall. So our winner was Georgia, then Erin, and then Anna. Annalisa, yes. sorry. Yes, but there was. But the thing is, the real drama on stage four was there was a massive crash that really, really damaged a lot of riders. And one of the riders it took out was Ruth Corset, mm. who was the overall leader of the NRS. And there was a really tons of big riders, tons of big Australian name riders crashed, and it sounded quite damaged. And I hope everyone's. I haven't managed to catch up with who's still injured, but yeah, I, I hope I hope everyone's okay. Because I mean, it's you know, it's it's one thing to kind of lose a race and lose a, you know, yeah, lose a exactly. series. It's one thing to lose a race and lose a few seconds or lose a few points on a series, but it's another thing altogether if perhaps it winds up being a, a season ender or something like that. 
yeah yeah so you know gutted for them so yeah so tour of the king valley um yeah australian Mm. joy um yeah australian joy the images from that stage three are just just excellent just they are yes Yes, go go and watch stage three because it's I fantastic. Do, I, I do. I always feel sort of vaguely guilty about those sort of stages, though, because, I mean, they are just visually spectacular and just beautiful. But at the same time, that part of me that I guess could theoretically be somebody's mum is just like, that dust can't be good for your lungs. Well, you see, this is what I was thinking about the, um, you know, I was saying this a little bit about the, um, about the Vigorda, the Vigorda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I just don't, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like the potential, and, and I'm kind of trying to get my head around why I feel differently about gravel than I do about cobbles, for example, because, you know, yeah. cobbles, yay, cobbles, someone could have mechanical and the whole race could be over. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I feel like when it's, when it's gravel, it feels different. And I guess it's because cobbles is, you know, I mean, I, I, and I love, I mean, Strade Bianchi is so wonderful. And it's the whole thing is it's on gravel roads and there's lots of roads that are dusty, but it feels like, like people just throw in a section of gravel road just to fuck with the riders, basically just to troll them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened in Tour of King Valley. Um, oh, well, cause it's not, um, but, but it is just one of those, I don't know. It's just one of those ones. I always feel a little bit weird about it because, you know, there is that kind of vague thing of, um, why am I enjoying this so much and should I be enjoying something that might actually be bad for someone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. But it's interesting that the big crash wasn't on the um, gravel roads. It was the next stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and then again, I shrug it all off because basically I assume that's how most of our listeners feel about me cracking a beer as I start the podcast. So, you know. <laughs> So yeah, so um, the Australians also did really well in the junior track worlds. I mean, the New Zealand's the Kiwis did really well in the junior track worlds too. The Kiwis mm. won the um, uh, there was a Kiwi winner for the team team pursuit. But there's a lot of Aussie fun, a lot of the young Aussie fun um, junior track worlds. There's I've put videos up. The videos aren't very good. They don't really have any sound effects or commentary. But it's worth having a look. I can't find photos. It's a little bit frustrating. But you know, thanks big time to Cycling Australia who put out daily race reports yeah. that were great with photos of very one of the things that the aussie juniors do they've got this tradition of dyeing their hair gold the boys yes, when yes. they go to junior track worlds and that's the gift that gives keeps giving for me like like you know gawky, gawky teenage boys are you, are you saying really that you, you like you like watching boys with dyed hair is that like i mean jesus I'm is that it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit um High federal investigative no, authorities. No, no. Um, it's no, all Sarah, think, not me. It's cocky. It's, it's just it's that cockiness of yeah, we're the team pursuit squad. We're going to dye our hair gold and then we're going to win. <laughs> all the like you know what I mean? Like it's like this cockiness, but it's also this kind of ridiculous thing that like some lads did it one year and now every all the lads do it every year. Sure. Like they look ridiculous, and it doesn't go well with teenage acne, and it doesn't go well <laughs> with teenage. And it's not a very good dye job. Nothing goes well with either of those things. Nothing. No, but there is no. There's literally nothing that you can do that improves teenage acne and teenage gawkiness. Like, just cannot be done. Cannot be done. Not dyeing your hair. Not dyeing your hair a really cheap shade of gold is is a good starter. I disagree because, at the very least, it provides an excellent distraction from both the other things. So yeah. 
and and watch out watch out for junior sprints superstar following in the wheel treads of Christina Vogel, Emma Hinzer, who won both the Kieran and the sprint. Um, now, when I looked at this, I was like, oh, I wonder why there's no Britons Brit, Brits in this race. And then I looked and realised that Britain didn't send a team to the junior track worlds. Yeah, well, I was going to say, are you actually surprised by that? I mean, isn't that isn't that the definition? How do you know if it's a British cycling decision? And oh, it's they stupid. didn't send a team. That's how I mean, not- I, what the fuck? And so I asked this on Twitter and someone went, oh, well, you know, the thing was, was that, that they've had a lot of racing recently and they had junior, they had the European Junior Championships and they had nationals. So uh, they decided, so out so, of all the so races, they decided, they decided to skip worlds. <laughs> it's like nationals is something they control. Like if nationals <laughs> is such a problem, put nationals somewhere else. Oh, oh God and and people oh yeah you know they felt that you could get better experience at junior track you know what you can't do at Europeans you can't race Australians and you can't race Chinese and you can't race Kiwis and you can't race Americans you know for example and you can't race the Japanese who are third in the team pursuit you know yeah. like and, and I really 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 feel I particularly feel for the junior riders because they're 16 17 and 18 and at that age, a lot of their friends are having some freedom for the first time. They're going partying, they're going clubbing, they're going drinking, they're they're doing, you know, they've got jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. these riders don't have that because they're focusing on, you know, and they have to step up and focus on their on their track career. And they've really got to make some tough choices that's much more difficult to make when you're 17 than it is when you're 14. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, and so to not give them the chance, and they've only got two possible chances to race juniors, you know, to, to race junior worlds. And it's so, so good because it means you get used to race nerves. It means you get used to going to a hotel and eating strange food, you know, and traveling to the, you know, traveling in a weird way. And you get to ride a different velodrome, which is yeah, really, really important. Absolutely. And, and also, like you say, you get to ride different riders. I mean, I always, always remember, and I know I've mentioned it several times, um, the riders have told me that the first time that they they actually really knew that they were good at this cycling thing and might be able to make a, a career of it was when they went to Worlds because, yeah. you know, particularly when you come from from somewhere like Australia, um, you know, there's, there's maybe 12 people around your age in the country who can ride at the same sort of level and you all know each other and you all know each other's strengths and weaknesses yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It's only when you actually go ride against the, the Dutch or, you know, the Brits or, or the Americans or whoever that you actually have some indication of where you sit compared to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's, and I can't, so I kind of feel for the riders you know, I feel the other thing is, is that you make a lot of friends on the circuit. So, you know, Nettie Edmondson and Yoling Dora, for example, you know, and, and, and Laura Trott, they've got yeah. a really good bond from talking, you know, from just riding together and racing together, and having known each other since they're 17. Now, yeah. our juniors aren't going to have that mm. because mm. they're because they're because they just they're just they're just not they just don't have that same opportunity to like meet up with their peers and like, you know, talk about it and say, hey, you know, hey, what's it like for you being mm. the younger sister mm. of <laughs> of a rider but so i'm i guess I'm i guess this is just part of british cycling's determination to leave the eurozone so i don't think you need to leave the eurozone by not going to worlds but anyway well, you know what was interesting i tweeted about this and tracy gordry favorited my tweet <laughs> well doesn't she know the the head of british cycling i yeah uh, i thought that was very 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 interesting uh well anyway um, um 
She, yeah. being a big fan of the show, has immediately gone to remove that favourite so that she can't get in trouble for it. So. Oh, I wish Tracy Gordon... Tracy, if you're listening, I love what you're doing with, with, with women's cycling. I know Dan was being cynical about it earlier. I think it's amazing. The changes are fantastic. Um, oh, speaking of the changes, did you see the articles um, Stefan Wyman put up on the, um, on, on, the, on the Drops website? No, I haven't had a chance to read that one, actually. Oh, because he's revisited in 2013. He wrote about how much it costs to run a team. Yep, yep, yep. And he's, he's revisited that article in the light of the Women's World Tour. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, and it's, yeah, and so he's kind of, like, puts it down, not just about how much it costs, but he's talking about, you know, how you really, really want to get riders who can get guaranteed entry to the World Tour who need points. Yeah, yeah. And, and about how everyone wants that. But it's... um it's kind of like, so that's a really interesting thing. And now a lot of people were saying, oh, God, Steph, this will make your life really hard. It's shit for you, isn't it? And he's saying, well, no, he's like, he's like the women's, he's like, you know, the, he, he's like saying that um, to have a successful world, women's world tour, we need more than eight teams, yet we need competition for places and many more teams with ambitions of reaching the women's world tour. Yeah. Obviously, the renewed focus of the women's world tour to produce a media return is going to help many teams and provide a real incentive to reach the top ranked decision. Division. It's also going to give us a clear p- pathway of divisions of team, club yeah. slash amateur, continental, women's world tour. This yeah. is going to help everyone understand the um, the cost. Exactly. The, the, the... It's it's clear delineations, but it's also uh, the other thing it does is it provides a fair bit of certainty in terms of um, sponsors. I mean, when we spoke last week, we were talking about how good it was that there were such um, clear media requirements, which is great for races and great for us as fans. But that's also incredibly good for sponsors and thereby for teams because they can actually go, look, this is what we're doing, but we need this level of commitment to get to this. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so Stefan's saying that basically the budget that they're laying out is in 2013 it was 250 grand mm-hmm. in in this this year it's 350 grand for next year. And in his blog he lays out what actually sponsors get. So he's yeah. the two title sponsors at 100 grand each. Mm-hmm. It's talking about what you do and what you get. Um and it's um, and then he's kind of got other you know other kind of uh, bits down about how many different partnerships they get and product yeah, partnerships yeah. and things like that. And I love him being so open about this. Absolutely. I think I think um, Velocio Stram. I think their budget was a million last year. I don't know, right. but there's kind of like it's it's interesting because uh, Matrix Pro Cycling are never ever even putting themselves up as the uh, as the top. You know, as, yeah, as the kind yeah. of big players but it's really good to see that kind of level of 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 transparency so yeah go to the matrix pro cycling site on the drops.com oh no it might have changed what they call themselves these days matrixprocycling.cc yep and obviously you can go to our site prowomenscycling.com and you can read it from there too yeah absolutely absolutely Um, speaking of media yeah and speaking of things that didn't have media um, I mean, I guess it had the tour tracker, like we say, but yeah, it was the yeah. women's... Yeah, so uh, the US, USA Pro Challenge, which um, apparently there's some sort of long-standing American men's race, but like I said, like, like anyone cares. Um, but for the first time in 27 years, uh, there's a women's race. So the Pro Challenge is um, held in the, the beautiful state of Colorado, um, I say that not having been there, but I'm reliably assured one of my favorite American beers comes from Colorado, so I'm willing to give it the benefit of doubt. Um, so, yeah, 
there was a, a three-stage race. Um, it started, as many races do, with a, a time trial slash prologue, um, which was won, I, I think, to everyone's surprise by Kristen Armstrong, um, you know, because time trialing is clearly not her discipline. Yeah, two times Olympic champion, well, multiple world champion, Kristen Armstrong, out of retirement to win the ride the Olympics again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, she won, but what was interesting was that um, she beat her teammate, Ali Dragu, by only 12 hundredths of a second. So, now that is fascinating because, yeah. like we said last week, there is massive amounts of drama every single year about who gets to race um, world championships and with the brackets and the Olympics. And, and the ice in, yeah, yeah. Um, so Kristen Armstrong is all about the Olympic world, the, the world ITT champs this year because she yep. wants to get to the Olympics next year. However, you've also got riders like Carmen Small, Evelyn Stevens, yep. Taylor Wiles, yep. Amber Nebben. Yep. Yeah, all who've done a lot more racing. A lot more racing, a lot of work and a knocking on that door. And then you get Ali Dragu coming along and and to be that close, I mean, wow. Yeah, I'm not sure Armstrong will be mad and happy about being a teammate so close. (laughs) I I did absolutely love Armstrong's um, quote, which, um, which was after the fact... I, um, she said, I don't look at Ali as losing to me. I look at Ali as an amazing talent coming up on the pel- Peloton. I hope that if and when I make the Rio team, it will make me feel really good to be able to retire and to be able to pass that throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could spend an entire podcast unpacking that quote. <laughs> There's so much interesting stuff there, isn't there? Isn't there? <laughs> so much interesting stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, wow. <laughs> now, to be fair, I don't know the timing. Like, that could have been immediately post-race, you know, and so post-match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, and Colorado altitude and all, you know, like, there's a, there's a whole ton of caveats there. But at the same time, just reading that, oh, my God, I love that quote. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, that was the, that was the first stage. Um, the huh. second stage was a 58-mile stage from Loveland to Fort Collins, if you're familiar. Hang on, Loveland? Yeah, well, Loveland, yes, but all one word. Loveland. So, so Loveland. Um, to Fort okay. Collins. Um, feel free to look on a Google Maps of Colorado and uh, and see where those those beautiful towns are. Don't trust Sarah to point them out to you on a map. Um, geography is not her thing. It's even less of her thing than counting is. Such a fucking liar. Oh, yeah. How am I a liar? You incorrectly identified Canada. What? When? Oh, last year when we were talking. Oh, don't even start me on when you told me that Minnesota was part of Canada and then had a big argument. It was on the podcast. People heard it. It's you can't take it back. It's You're done. Making it up. I am You're not. Like... I am not. No, no. I am absolutely a million percent right. Um. Anyway, stage two was um one uh in a uh, uh, bit of a well, I assume a bit of a, a sprint um because. It was about 400 metres to go and, and someone jumped and then Taylor Wiles chased and she won the race. She beat Lauren Kamansky coming past her in the last 50 metres or something like that to to win. And Kristen Armstrong coming in third, Mara Abbott fourth and Ali Dragu fifth. 
um, which is interesting because that meant the overall GC standings um, were one Kristen, two Taylor, three Mario, four Lauren, and a five Ali. So pretty cool for Ali. Uh, anyway, the third and final stage uh, was on the, I think it was Sunday. Yes, Sunday. And this was, um, I'm just trying to see, where's the, oh, come on. The Mecca Cycling City of Golden. There's a town in Colorado called Golden, Sarah. Happy Valley in Golden. I know. Yeah, I think like, I prefer I prefer Australian names. Mount Danger to point warning. <laughs> but come on, you've got to love. Like, I mean, I can only assume they found a shit ton of gold there. But still, it's a good... It's, where do you live? Golden. How can you feel bad about that? That would be a pretty cool place to live. Anyway. Yeah, I bet it's a shit hate. Oh, wow. Ooh. I just... I uh-huh. No, you know, like how... You know, like when places are called Happy Valley, they're always full of kind of incredible disasters. No, you're confusing... I reckon... Happy I, Valley, I, I, confusing Happy Valley with Death Valley. Happy Valley is <laughs> a really nice, upbeat place. So is Death Isn't Valley, that... by the way. But, you know, that's that's a whole different thing. Anyway, what was the race like? What <laughs> happens? So, um, this was... This was a... Um, uh, downtown Golden, Colorado... Um, I honestly, I don't actually, and I'm literally looking at the USA Pro Cycling Challenge race, and the the write up of this stage does not have the details of what the race was. So mm. I, I am yes, it 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 was a stage in Golden, Colorado. That's all I can tell you from that. But it was uh, the stage was won by Corinne Rivera, um, beating out Taylor Wiles, um, and Mara Abbott came in for third, um, which was mm. interesting. Um, and that meant that Kristen Armstrong actually managed to hold on to her overall on the GC. Taylor Wiles was at 29 seconds and Mara Abbott at 51. Um, so the GC didn't change from the, the day before. Lauren Kamansky was fourth, Ali Dragoo was fifth. Um, and that's all I can tell you about the USA Pro Cycling Challenge for the women. Um, hopefully next year we'll get some video highlights and, and possibly a little more detail in the, the writing up on the official site. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be useful. Yeah, um, and, and Chris Armstrong won, so yeah. yeah so yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, I know we talk about it a bit and I don't want don't to overly belabor the point, but the Christian Armstrong story is genuinely interesting because, you know, she's yeah, I, coming back from I, retirement, I, I, she's gunning for the Olympics, she's made no secret of this. Kids. Yeah, yeah. She's got the kid. I mean, she's, yeah. you know, and she has the, I guess the thing is, the thing that's problematic for me is that whole, because the Olympic blah, 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 Olympic, like Olympics, um, they, they, um, they privilege, they want to have more countries there rather than the best riders in the world there. Yeah. So when you only have like four Dutch riders and four Italian riders, so basically they, they skew the points as much as they possibly can so they can get like a ton of, you know, tons and tons and tons and tons of countries. And what this means is a very, very, very diverse peloton yeah. where you're where it's and also it's kind of like, yeah, it's there are so many amazing, amazing Dutch and Italian and American riders who can't race because they just because there's too many you know there's there's they're, they're, they come from a country whereas if they came you know and this is why we've seen uh riders um move to different country you know kind yeah. of get <laughs> yes yes we have seen some riders exercise their right to secondary citizenship in order to yeah. an olympic entry 
or yeah. or to try for it at least some some yeah. made it so yeah yeah i mean and it's and it's i mean i i just find it oh i find it difficult i do find it difficult and you know the, the, and this means that you have to have and so therefore the rider who rides the itt has to be in the road race yeah so it's kind of like so if you decide to send a, an itt specialist then that does you are mean that you're essentially like, sacrificing yeah you're, yeah you're essentially sacrificing a place in the road race which and so it just means that you've got to be very confident of your chances in the ITT, doesn't it? You know, like, yeah. But also, yeah. I mean, but it also means that, like, for for countries like the Netherlands, um, you've got like the. I mean, you know, when you can only take four Dutch riders, you've got riders who are literally top ten in the world who can't get to ride the Olympics. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. I mean, let's have a quick look at. If I just have a quick look at CQ and let's see if this bears me out, it probably won't. <laughs> but. Da, da, da. Well, if, if the Dutch just... don't bear you out, switch to the Italians. Um... Well, yeah, I mean, so CQ points. Um, actually, yeah. So, okay, there's only one Dutch in the top of the CQ points. That's weird. Um, oh no, Lucinda Brand. So, yeah, there's um, you know, it's it's kind of a weird. Yeah, okay, CQ. I'm sorry, that doesn't that fucks me over. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's more like when you, you know when you get down to twenty. <laughs> But, but so, like, so the point being that the you know it's not I mean when we're, we're not you know we're not gleefully looking for examples of this but the yeah. point is that that there literally can be writers who who on merit alone should be at the Olympics but well, who on on placement can't be and yeah there's six yeah. there's six um, six duchies in the top twenty of yep. CQ ranking right now now looking at the uci rankings and the individuals you've got um three duchies in the top 10 um anna van der bregen uh kirsten revealed and shelly old then you've got amy peters 12 annemiek van vleurs and ellen van dyke um all in the top 10 you know you've got uh you've got um I mean, the, the top, you've got Megan Guarnier and Shelley Olds are both in the top 20 from the USA. And Evelyn Stevens, that's three in the top 20 for USA. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's not really, it's, it's yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's not simple. And, you know, I mean, I guess the corollary to it is that it is difficult for Olympic selection committees then. But, you know, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of the point. And, and over time, it's something that, again, I guess cynical, I guess whatever, um, the UCI probably does need to do a better job of communicating with the the Olympic um, organization to, you know, find a better way for this, you know. Yeah. It's, not like, was, it's I, not like your road race team have to ride track as well. Um, well, this is the other yeah. this is the other thing. I mean, don't even get me started on Olympics and track because yeah. they've cut out they've cut out a whole load of really good events like the point. I mean, at the moment you've got four riders who go out for the team pursuit, and the whole argument about cutting down the number of medals was um, for the tr- for the trackies was that you didn't have um, that you know that that you didn't want to have too many riders. But when you've got four riders for the team pursuit, you could quite easily bring in the scratch the, the points and the individual pursuit and say, right, anyone who rides those has to also be in the tp team along with the omnium you know and then you've got like and then we've got more medals you know when we uh, blah 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 look at swimming you know where you've got like yeah you know, yeah 100 exactly medal, uh, 100 oh, specialists riding a medley riding a relay riding a uh riding a swimming swimming 200 100 200 400 yeah. blah, yeah. blah 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 yeah and and runners you know when you can ride when you can run yeah. the 100 100 meter 200 meter 400 meter you know 100 you know 100 relay la 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 yeah and, exactly. and then do the so, high jump just because you feel like it whatever 
you know. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So interesting, interesting, mm. interesting. Um, that was all last year, last week's race. Yeah, well, no, 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 I've got yeah, I've got one more to one more to mention for you. Um, which uh, again kind of comes under the category of races. I can't tell you a whole lot about, but um, the Trophy Door is on at the moment. Um, well, oh, the Trophy Door. Well, it's almost not on, but that's because it's almost finished. But but it has been. Yeah. On. Yeah. I, Trophy door. I, 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 I mean, I should be glad because there was. Um, oh, they've actually put up some photos and some stuff today. That's useful. Some news. I mean, a couple of years ago, they didn't even have a website. Like yeah. this, literally, was the most invisible race of any of all time. And it's, it was, it's, it's. Mm. I mean, uh, French stage races, man. And people were saying on Twitter, "Oh, but Sarah, it costs money to run a website, and it's so hard." And it's like, what really, like? How yeah, like really you can for get... fuck's sake, like pay us, pay pay Sarah, like you know, well, a case a case ask... of wine, and she'll set up a free WordPress site for you over a weekend. It'll be fine. But it's also, but it's also like, how hard is it to get? You know, I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe that getting a. Um, getting someone to put up a web you know if you're looking for volunteers you must know someone who can upload the uh yeah, stage. surely surely someone involved with the race has a nine-year-old child in their life who they can get to yeah build yeah. Or, for who, yeah well it's not even build a website it's like just upload this to the website for me will you yeah yeah exactly like, i mean how long does that take i mean even i can cope with things like this so yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah i mean I'm, so anyway, what do we know about so, this thing? So, oh, look, I wanted to start off with, um, and it's interesting because you sort of touched on this earlier. One thing that I have found interesting, and particularly over the last few months, is that Cycling Australia does seem to be doing a much better job of, you know, posting stuff. Uh, I mean, you were talking about it in relation to track, but, they're, you know, recaps and stories and blogs and stuff. So, anyway, they had this thing before the race from Mark Oh, hang Harris. on, hang 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 on. They did this, but they actually shut down the program, didn't they? Because we can't be yeah, 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 no, exactly. History. They had to... shut down the road program, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think uh, Rochelle Gilmore got yeah. the money. You basically yeah. found the money to restart it. No, so you know, there's, point. there's, that it's, it's. Um... So they've kind of, they've kind of anything that they do now about the international stuff is is basically making up for this huge thing where they shut the yep. curtain. Yep. No, that's actually an excellent point. Yeah. And yes. Absolutely, absolutely. But it is just interesting because they, they you know, obviously um, Rochelle's involvement or whatever. I mean, someone's clearly had a very pointed conversation with somebody. <laughs> Put some fucking yeah. content up. Um, so anyway, Marv Barris did a bit of a preview, which, to be honest, is mostly forgettable. Um, but there, are, there are two really cool paragraphs um, where he mentions Lauren Rowney coming back in a, a road captain sort of role for the team over the course of the race. And then he mentions Rachel Nalen, um, who finished fifth at this race last year. So her goal is allegedly to be looking towards the final podium, while Kimberly Wells will be looking at making the podium on stages two, four, and possibly five. So those those were Marv's points. Fighting words. Leading into leading into the race. So, um, in in what is rapidly becoming a little bit of a pattern, uh, the race began with a prologue. Uh, 7.2 kilometer um, time trial, uh, and it was actually won by um, Sophie Ann Dyke um, mm-hmm. for Top Sport Flandron. Um, second was Stephanie Pohl, and third was Rachel Nalen uh, at five yep. seconds behind. So that was interesting. 
Uh, so, you know, good one for, for Orica, given that, you know, Marv put it out there, his goals. Got a podium on the on the prologue. Can't complain too much about that. Mm-hmm. Stage 2, 95.1k uh, race from Orval to Kulan was won by Dr. Kimberly Wells. Yeah, hey. So, stage two, that was, you know, two, four, and maybe five. That's what that's what Marv said. So, stage two, won by her. Second was Daniela Gass. And third was Xenia Tuhai. I'm, I'm very sure I'm not pronouncing that right, but that's my go. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stage three, um, which is technically stage two because, you know, prologue. Um, yeah. 96.6K from... Cone to Corsa Loire and back um, was won by Rachel Nalen. It's been uh, quite an Aussie race. Yeah, yeah. And second was Carly Taylor. Yeah. And third, Anish Patel, Patel. Fourth, Tatiana Rebchenko, and then a big group coming in 1.21 behind them. Yeah. So on the GC at the moment, um, Rachel Nalen's actually leading. She's 12 seconds ahead from Edwidge Patel and um, mm-hmm. 35 seconds ahead of Carly Taylor. So um, I, I imagine that regardless of, of early plans for Stage 4 and maybe Stage 5 for Kimbers, that Oricon may very well be all Rachel all the time. Uh, team, you had Team Australia. Yeah. Yes. Team was. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to try and protect that one. But anyway, yeah, so I mean, two, two stages just, to go. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I just want to say I really, really like these races where you um, uh, have, uh, you know, I like I like the fact. That, so this one is at this. So you don't have any of the big teams over here in this race because all the big teams are in, uh, apart from Lotte Bellasol, because the big teams are all over in um, Vagorda. Yeah. So you have some big name. You have Viano and... Um, you know, there's a B-Pink team and there's Futuroscope, Lowentech, uh, Impasoto, Giusfredi. And Lotto Bellasol, I think, is the biggest team there. But it's I like I like it. I like it when there's two races on at the same time. I like that you have development riders. And I particularly like for the Aussie national team. You see riders like Rach Nalen, who hasn't been having such a good year in her trade team. Mm. And also um, Lauren Roney getting the chance to be lead rider. So, you know, yeah, Rach, yeah. Rach has been over in Orica, where she's been domestiquing. And, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, we, she, we, she's ridden, she hasn't really ridden that much. Um, and Lauren Roney is pure domestique all the time yeah, over yeah. in uh, Velocio, but she gets the chance to do well too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see, it's good to see riders having those chances. So yeah, absolutely interesting. Yeah. So I'm all in favor of having races double up, you know, like as long as it's not like two, I, I don't like Gent Wevelgem and versus Binder, but that's because Gent Wevelgem keeps giving, you know, trying to pressurize Binder into moving, <laughs> but um, they were there first, God damn it. But yeah, interesting, interesting. So yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, that's um, that's that's been the the world of racing this last week, which has been yeah. basically incredibly Crazy. epic and lots going epic, on. Epic, epic, epic. Yeah, and upcoming, like we said, Plouet's on the twenty on the twenty ninth Saturday, and then we go straight from Plouet to the Bowles Holland Ladies Tour, Bowles Rental Holland Holland Ladies Tour, which is um, which is runs on which is the sprinty race, except it always has a very tough finish. Um, that's running from the 1st to the 6th of September. And that goes up, as it always does, against the Tour de l'Ardèche, which is hilly, um, French, 
known for lots and lots of mixed teams and that runs from the 2nd to the 7th of September and this is all building up to Worlds um, it's all very good it's it's a very exciting time period um, what we'll see is then after um, after after Plue and Ladesh, there's the Lotto Decker Tour and the Giro Toscana at the same time and the Chrono Champenois um, ITT at the same time and La Course at the same time Kind of, there for the, kind of a, a course by Love Welter. I'm a little bit disappointed they've gone with a French name for a Spanish race, but what have yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so interesting to see who rides what. Um, obviously, we'll have a lot of sprinters like Kirsten Neville hit up the course by Love Welter. I personally would probably go to the Lotto Decker Tour and then get out to the States. Yep, yep. I mean, we might even see some big names flying out early because this, the world's, I mean, the world starts on the 20th in the USA. So, you know, if you are uh, 20th of September, so there's not that much time if you ride Lotto Decker Tour or Corona Champenois to all a course, yeah, there's only yeah. a week yeah. to recover. Not a lot of time to get across time zones and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 So exciting, exciting times. So, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, next week will probably be okay, but the week after we'll just be like panting with tiredness at all these <laughs> racing. Then we'll have a week to kind of go straight from worlds and we'll give you some proper world build up. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll try to at least, you know, who knows how that'll actually work out. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, thanks, yeah. Uh, thanks for sticking with us uh, today. And um, we look forward to catching up with you again shortly. With yeah, Eagle. yeah. Yeah, and um, gossip to think about. Amy Peters has announced that she's left. She's leaving Live Planter. Where is mm-hmm. she going? Um, people on Twitter seem to think she's going to Wiggle Honda. Um, which, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm... Um, which I, I suspect. I suspect that I, I said this in our commentary. There might be a bit of a Pokemon type approach to <laughs> buying riders over there. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Or or maybe maybe people are just wishing um, that she lands there after Wiggle's success this year. Um, yeah. Okay. Something to ponder. Anyway, uh, hit hit Sarah up on on Twitter if you um, have a have a solid theory on that. Uh, she is at underscore pigeons underscore. And yeah, hit Dan up. Hit Dan up on uh, Dan W official if you want to just you know talk nonsense, have some really good music recommendations and general niceness. Oh, don't forget to watch the um, women's mountain the, the the mountain bike world champs coming up um, around the sixth of September. It's between the thirtieth. 31st of August and the 6th of September. Um, that's going to be amazing racing. And yeah, um, keep keep coming to our site, prowomenscycling.com, where you can find all about um, all about uh, what's about everything we've talked about this week. There's a lot of it. <laughs>